all over the park. Find that dream. Check the vending machines. Combat situation? Fine combat, sir. Chat? An incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team of U.S. Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets armed with VX poisoned gas. Well, in that case, no, sir. I know it's a joke that people like to make about Michael Bay. Yeah. And we like to make fun of him and give him a hard time. And clearly, if you see if you see him, I don't think he gives a shit. Besides the fact that he's rich. I mean, I think he, you know, wipes his tears with his thousands and thousands and millions of dollars that he's made over the years, so... But you just look at the guy, and first off, he always seems to be smiling. He does. He always seems like he's having a good time. Two, he has, like, long blonde hair like a surfer. So I don't yeah. I don't think he gives a fuck, obviously. And, and number three, about Michael Bay, mm-hmm. I have this theory... And I want to hmm. I want to run it by you, okay. um, and you can give me your thoughts if I if you think that I'm crazy or if I'm off base or if I'm kind of in the same if I'm in the right ballpark of my train of thinking, which is that if 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 the summer of Steven starts with you know Spielberg becoming right. the first director of, of Jaws, the, the the first blockbuster, mm-hmm. is Michael Bay not the ultimate? sell final form of the blockbuster director i would consider i would consider himself the perfect form of sell of the blockbuster movie director because i mean he does he all has stuff it steven started and he just like perfect he does it. fucking spinal tap shit dude he just turns that shit up to 11 he turns it to 11 well not just turn why does it turn to 10 because 11's higher 11's higher because 11's a bigger number yeah, I was thinking about this last night, and obviously we've I, we've all seen we've all seen a lot of his movies, yeah. but the, at least these early Michael Bay movies mm-hmm. are, are it's like we you want to make fun of him for making blockbusters like in terms of like like uh like film nerds like right. cinephile snobs, right? But the dude makes a a fucking good movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that's like, I think he's one of those people that like, like cinephiles and like movie snobs hate him because his shit is like actually kind of good. Yeah. But it's not like highbrow good. Like right. It's, it's like blockbuster. It's good. a good movie and it's enjoyable and it's entertainment, but there's nothing like fucking like highfalutin which is the weirdest thing about this movie because then in this movie you have fucking sean connery like spouting out philosophy and i was like this does not belong in a michael bay movie fucking yeah talk about Archimedes and all this other shit and i was like you this is not a michael bay movie 
Well, I, I mean, I think actually, I think, I think the opposite. I think that having that kind of character in these movies is, is exactly what blockbusters do. Yeah, that's true. That this character does is the it's like the opposite of what he he is. Like he's supposed to be yeah. the the blockbuster character hero, and mm-hmm. but oh, but I'm not. But I have I'm fighting against my nature to be one. Yeah. I, um, I think that like my, I I I'm not I'm not a fan of Michael Bay. I'll never walk around and be like he's my top five directors right. or or anything like that. But it's hard to deny that The Rock is a really a, like a well-oiled machine of a movie. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking we're talking about The Rock today. Mhm. 1996, I think. Okay. I think so. <sighs> Excuse me. Double check. I think it is. I think it's 96. 96, I believe. Maybe 94. I could be wrong. I, I, it's somewhere mm-hmm. in that, th- you know, year, Smart. couple year range. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Let's fact, fact check. Uh, the rock, uh, 96. Yeah, 96, right. okay. 96, Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris, the guy from yeah. Scrubs. Uh, uh the fu- yeah, Sean that was Connery. the weirdest thing when he showed up. And then it's a uh, character actor guy. What's his face from? Yeah. Uh, yeah, slightly balding white guy who's like character actor and like I feel like he's in a lot of Michael Bay's movies. Is like that guy. The guy in the beginning. No, the the major guy. Okay, the, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ed Harris is like right hand dude. Right. I'm thinking of the beginning of the movie. Uh, Stanley's like uh, coworker who he's from. He's in high high fidelity. He's great. Oh yeah, movie. yeah, that guy too. Yeah. But uh, so we're talking he about shows up for one other scene in the movie. Yeah, we're uh, 1996. Michael Bay, The Rock. Uh, one. Uh, I think Nick Cage's first big um, like action flick. I think I'm thinking about like I can't remember what. I want to. Say that's right because i think this this starts that the thing i think this starts the string of them i think yeah because i think face off was after this so i could be completely wrong but i feel like this was like the start of his big Check his mdb real quick this was just the start of his big um action run in the late 90s to the early 2000s all right let's see actor okay we gotta go back a ways because he's been in a lot of shit uh okay hold on um yeah i would say so because the movie he did before this was like leaving las vegas and then after this is like the rock con air face off yeah yeah this is the big one and that started right let's cage even though he's not the action movie character in this movie. Yeah, he's not. He's, so de- he's definitely... ends up being, like, typecast that... Like, Con Air is him as the action hero. Yes. This is yes. not him as an action hero. Sean Connery's the action hero in this movie. Well, I would say that Stanley is not the action hero, but he progresses to be... That's the story, right? He definitely gets closer to... He's definitely closer to action movie by the end, especially when he's just doing uh, the scene from Platoon. And I was like, okay... Yeah. I get you, Michael Bay. Like I like Platoon too. I would put that in my movie if I had the opportunity. But, um, but when I was rewatching this last night, or whatever, early this morning, speaking mm-hmm. about the Michael Bay effectiveness, mm-hmm. um, and, and I and I, I throw a lot, of, I throw a lot of um, insults toward the the art house movies a lot. Yeah. Not that I think they're bad, but I think a lot of them are. A lot of them are bad. Um, well, are probably given more 
attention than they deserve. I, I, I think art house movies generally suck. Uh, and I, I want to caveat that uh, again with, I think most of them suck. Um, and because there's, there's something about being able to tell a story for a, a massive audience and succeeding versus trying to tell this uh, and this is just a personal opinion, obviously. People really fucking love yeah. every Criterion movie ever, and I don't give a fuck. But Criterion released The Rock, so there you go. But they know what's up. Um, but my, 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 where I'm going with this is that at the beginning of the movie of The Rock, the opening credit scene, it's mm-hmm. a montage with some narration, and it tells you everything you need to know about the general's ed harris's character what he's going through his plan uh before it gets to the opening scene where they, they where they steal the the vx gas but just the opening sequence of the burial of them moving the casket the military casket that opening mm-hmm. sequence alone has such strong storytelling and it's, a lot of it's not even verbal it's not verbal it's just they're showing you not telling you and yeah i mean it's it's mostly visual. I mean, there's the verbal stuff of like you hearing the radio chatter with yes. like one of the missions, obviously where like some of his men died, but it's not like actively, yeah, like spelling it out for you. I mean, you see it with them carrying the casket, him putting the uniform on, him going to his wife's gravesite, putting the medal on the graveyard or on the grave the tombstone, saying like, "I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I couldn't do this when you were alive." Blah blah blah. So in the first two minutes. We get everything this character is about, which is tradition, which is military service, which is family, which is his men. That's in mm-hmm. the first two minutes with no verbals. Yeah. That's basically that. That's that. Michael Bay just said, "Hey, I'm going to show you everything you need to know in two minutes about this character, mm-hmm. and what you can expect." And basically, what I'm saying is that every Marvel director needs to watch this fucking movie because. It's the epitome of showing you, don't t- not telling you, and then we can also tell uh, tell you later. But we also yeah. already know that as the audience. Well, it's not like we tell you later; it's we expand on what you already know later. Yeah. Which is like even even then, it's not that much later because really you get the full gist of his point once you get to uh, the whatever fucking room it is with all the like military and yeah, official like the war room. Like, like once he actually just like lays out his demands, and at that point you're like, all right, I know what he's about. Let's do this. Yeah, I think I think that blockbusters in general do this. Action movies, this is I think more action movie stuff, which is great. And uh, the big ones, the Marvel movies, don't do this now, which I think is a it's, it's a really big detriment to the filmmaking process for these those kinds of movies, which would be benefit. I can I can go give a parallel that to that in a second, but um, we get the opening credit, which explains the generals. Um, whole idea which is perfect and then it immediately runs into his squad take stealing yeah gas non-lethal they don't kill anybody that was another thing that i noticed super well which i think fits into his mind state as well and it fits into his whole thing through the whole movie is yeah like he's gonna do this stuff but like he does not want to like especially like military people like he does not want to kill fellow soldiers yeah he's just trying to to wake people up and not have to kill them. So mm-hmm. he, he shows their, the effect. We see the effectiveness of his unit stealing this gas without a single drop of blood. Um, quick, so precise. He breaks the ball and right. gets his face melted off. And so we get to that. So we see that they steal the thing 
They 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 go into this, the room, the containment unit that has the gas. They steal it. They drop the ball, the, the ball, the VX gas on accident. Mm-hmm. And then here's no, more storytelling, which is is uh, insanely effective. Which is, as the audience, we're like, oh, what, what are they stealing? Oh, this is green balls. Oh, they it broke. Oh shit! Now they run. We still don't know why yeah. they're running. Is it a bomb? We don't fucking know. And then they, you see a plague victim. They, they, on your TV yeah, screen. and then they close the door, and then the gas. You know, yep. horrifically kill, kills their guy. But even in the storytelling of that with no words, just purely action, we see that the unit is uh, tightly fit in terms of their ability, how they take over the base, they steal the gas. Two, mm-hmm. the men are are hard nosed. They're gonna they're gonna if the mission says we have to steal this and you are now a liability, yeah. You're a teammate, but we have to keep going with the mission. Yeah. And then they run away and they leave them. They say, "Sorry, we can't help you. This is the mission, and you knew the you knew the costs of this. We have to keep going." Yeah. That's the first five minutes of the movie, and we get not only do we get the general as a character, we mm-hmm. get the whole unit as a group of their effective disability. Mm-hmm. And what kills me even more about this this is I wanted to talk about this really bad because immediately after this, we get the same thing for Stanley. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 scene in the tube with Stanley is done really, really well, and I think it sets up the ending as well really, really nicely. I don't get the Beatlemania stuff, because that I thought, because me as a person, I was like, oh, okay, so like the Beatles are gonna that's gonna be some way that he like fucking connects no, with Sean no. or some bullshit. It's gonna be something that like pops up, and it's like, no, he just bought the white album, and he's a Beetlehead. Like, that's I think just it. I feel like that's just more Nick Cage wanted to. He wanted he wanted to own the white album. He's, he's like, wanted to be he's movie. wanted to be Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. But that sequence where he they're showing you that he's a softy kind of guy. Yeah. Before the the package comes in, the package comes in, um, and then they show his effectiveness in in the in the in the the, the room and then that, the, tube, that tube scene is excellent. Right, and then the guy from High Fidelity is making is fucking around, yeah. it ruins everything. The, that whole room freaks out. Goodspeed mm-hmm. has good, is good under pressure. We we see yeah. that, and there's a part where um I'm trying to work down the note. Oh yeah, just, it just goes back to the fact that we're showing Michael Bay is showing you this the character's abilities. Um, in the beginning of the movie, we're seeing everything. So for yeah. the rest of the movie, we're not worried about their archetypes. We got we got what they can do. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about it. And that's one obviously I think a good way to go about blockbusters. Obviously, that can be different for other kind of movies. But for the kind of action movie that this The Rock is, it's almost kind of like you you by the time we get to the actual plot of the movie moving forward, we're not worried about oh, okay, do we not know good speed? No, we got him. Yeah. He's he's a he's a chemical expert. We see him under pressure. We see him handle it. Um, he has a girlfriend that he loves, but she's pregnant. He's not sure if he wants to commit to it, but he does. But he doesn't. Like we get everything in the first twenty minutes. And it does not feel info dumpy. Yeah. Which to me, I think is the is the hallmark of a really well crafted editor, well crafted just you no know, sequence writing, whatever. Because like. You can get that same sequence in, you know, fucking uh, a Marvel flick, and it's like, oh my god! Like, you're gonna tell me every Captain Marvel is a perfect example of the movie, but just yeah. the character. 
oh my god, she's the most strongest Avenger. We're going to do a rollout for the first three months of the character before it comes out in Endgame to explain to the audience how she's the best Avenger. Yeah. We're gonna just going to keep saying that in, in advertisements. How about you just show me? Yeah. You don't have, and then you can have the characters expound upon that after. Like when we're talking about the war room and then we, they, the, the general calls in his demands of the VX gas. What is, and what does the fucking uh, FBI guy say? Who's our best chemical guy? Yeah. Okay. Well, we know who it is. We cut to him. Damn the good speed, baby. I don't know, man. It's just like the first 20 minutes of the movie, it just shows you like uh, – for the type of movie that Michael Bay makes, I, I don't know if there's anybody better in modern day. Because even Spielberg doesn't do it this effective. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know who would even be considered, like... I guess... The... I'm trying to think of, like, modern blockbuster direct. I guess the Russo brothers and maybe... I mean, Jim Cameron, but Jim Cameron doesn't think that he makes blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah, He makes, like, sci-fi flicks. Yeah. So it's two different mindsets, I guess, but James Cameron's great at it, too, but those are, like, sci-fi movies, and... um, Yeah. Obviously, in turn, they become blockbusters, but, like, Mm -hmm. between fucking... I haven't seen his new movie, Michael Bay's new movie, The Ambulance or whatever, but between, between like, Bad Boys, even Transformers, it feels like he's able to really set up, like, the characters from a pretty good get-go to just expound upon. I I don't know for sure. Every single movie. Yeah, I think that's a strong point of all of his movies is that he does a pretty good job of setting up all his characters and, like, their motivations and stuff. They're all pretty transparent pretty early like you basically know what everybody's about which like for a blockbuster is great because then you can just focus on the spectacle you don't have to worry about like why is he doing this and it's like no you know exactly why he's doing whatever he's doing right i mean they're not it's not logan like superhero blockbuster deep james mangold or whatever the fuck who made the movie it's not like um it's not that and i'm not expecting that but for the the genre that he's making it's almost like the dude is a it's a machine how good it's so crisp and clean in terms of how how good it is um but i wanted to ask you though as before we keep rambling on like Mm. um do you remember the first time you saw uh, the rock or do you have a history with the rock or it's definitely one of the movies that i don't have as big of a history with i i mean i've watched it with my dad a couple of times um but i would even say and after watching it again kind of a travesty but it's probably one of the nick cage movies that i've seen like the least oh which really? is unfortunate um but so my history with this movie is not huge i've definitely seen it a couple of times but i definitely is not like it wasn't one of the ones that made it into the rotation as much i think it was also because like my parents in particular like my dad like nick likes nick cage but my i don't think my mom likes him at all so it was that one of those kind of things where it's like if you're trying to do like a family movie night and mom's like putting down the hammer of like we're not watching this. Yeah. Um. But I want to I want to hold you there for a second though. Um. Okay. How often was that? Uh, family movie night. Uh. I mean, not like The Rock in particular, but like just like picking like we would do action movies a lot of the time. Like you know, not as you know, not when like. 
Jacob was like five years old or some shit. But, um, you know, back when he was like, when we were all like teenager, like middle school, high school age, we had movie nights sometimes. Not like every week or something like that, but like yeah. occasionally we would all like just be home at the same time and chill and watch something. Right. I got you. Cause I'm just asking because I've never had that. That wasn't oh, yeah. something my family did, you know. Um, I might like come home, my dad's watching something, like some John Wayne. This, and I'll, yeah. I'll sit down for a second, watch it with him, and go, okay, cool. And I get up and go watch my own shit. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that The Rock wasn't is not a, a, a movie you've seen a lot in terms of Nick Cage-ness. Yeah. But it's also like, I, I kind of get it because for me, it was a movie that I, I came to later. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it, I saw it as a kid, um, mm-hmm. just from Blockbuster. Uh, and I went, okay, cool, that's fine. But I definitely was into Snake Eyes and Con Air. Right. Um, that stuff more. And I think I, came, I think I came back to The Rock in high school when I was like going through like my first resurgence of Nick Cage appreciation or some like month or whatever. Yeah. Um, just because I really wanted to watch. I was like watching like Raising Arizona and I was like going through mm-hmm. like, you know, um, leaving Las Vegas and bringing out the dead. I was like, okay, well, what's next? Oh, The Rock. Okay, yeah, it's a good movie. And I was like, oh, this is a fantastic movie. This is awesome. And it, it really cemented the opinion that this movie, by the end of this movie, I kind of have two two thoughts of, of, of uh, um, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, it war- interconnected world possibilities. People, okay. always, people always say that this is the last Sean Connery, James Bond movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's very clear that that whoever wrote the movie clearly, yeah, he's James Bond. He's like, James Bond, very SAS. clearly. S A S. S A S. No, whatever. S A S. Trained. He was a spy. He stole secrets from the American government. He got yeah. caught doing it. Very clearly, this is a James Bond movie. Yeah. Um And two, at the end, at the end of the movie, it's almost it almost turns into like a national treasure kind of. Oh yeah, when he actually like takes the documents, the, and shit. the film out, he goes, "Babe, I know. Do you wonder who killed JFK?" Do you wonder who killed JFK? And it's like, what? Is this national treasure? Like, what's going on? Um, well, I, I'm I love that. that they said that, and not the other thing that the guy said when he was explaining of what aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said it's like the guy, the aliens landing at Roswell. And I was like, all right, we're gonna actually figure out. Yeah, what we're just we're just dropping a bunch of shit in this movie. Um. But on the rewatch, Zach, um, having not really seen it a whole lot, maybe you don't you didn't know the movie ins and outs uh, verbatim. I did not. How, how 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 does The Rock stand up to you by 2022 standards? It's really fucking good, man. I had a good time with it. It was it's super engaging, and even like the beginning, because like you really even don't get to like the actual rock part until like uh, an hour into the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when they're actually like doing the debriefing and like, all right, bitches, we're gonna go to the rock, but um. But even before that, I mean, I think the introductions to, like, the general, obviously, and, and uh, Stanley are great. But I really was engaged by Mason and his whole introduction and, like, his whole deal with what he's got going on. I think they set up, like, the mystery around, like, who he is and, like, why is he, like, this guy with no name that's, like, stuck in, like, some bumfuck jail in the middle of nowhere. Um so I was super engaged with like that stuff too, and like the dynamic dynamic between Connery and Cage, I think plays off really really well with each other in this movie. 
Um, so yeah, no, I was super engaged, very happy with this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they their back and forth is really good because you have Sean Connery's like really weird, like weird acting, and then you have yeah. Nick Cage's really weird, like the beginning of the over the topness that in, yeah. in the action form at least. Um, I, my favorite parts of the of the movie though, uh, at least one part of my favorite parts is that. We really do get the – and they don't do this anymore in action movies or blockbusters, which is really kind of the lost art form. But mm-hmm. the art of the one-liner and the great oh, dialogue. Yeah. And I mean that because like when they – when they, um, I think, I'm pretty sure it's right after the call comes in or around there. Hmm. Someone says – I can't remember who the character is. Says, quote, it seems Alcatraz was just reopened. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's so good. That's so good and cringy. Um, also, I want to add that we've said this before, but I want to reiterate that mm. Nicolas Cage has the best character names in any movie. He does. Stanley Stanley Goodspeed is a good name. That's a great name. I'm pretty sure Connor's Cameron Poe. That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Like Stanley Goodspeed is a great name in general. Um, there's a lot of cool names in this movie. Um, Benjamin Gates. Benjamin Gates yeah, is a good name. That's a great name. Uh, there's so many good, also exterior shots of of the Rock. They make Alcatraz look really good. It looks really good. San Francisco looks not infested with feces yeah. and piss in the streets. Not infested with the homeless. Yeah, Michael Bean. Yeah, you got him. You got to, I, I didn't realize that was him until this watch. Actually, for for years I didn't even think about. It. I didn't even realize that it was him. You know, I just realized it was him that you said that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. That's Hicks, baby. That is my queen. Kyle Reese. And Aliens. Like, I think I'm dude. He was in fucking all that shit. Kyle Reese, dude. Yeah, um, man. Kyle so, Reese and Hicks. One of the best parts of the movie that I think is very memorable, is going back to the dialogue and, like, the, the just the, the writing. Mm-hmm. And this only, this only, this only can work in certain kinds of movies. And mm. the director has to, to do well. And so is mm-hmm. the screenwriter. And I think this movie is a perfect example of that. Those those two things, um, kissing gently on the lips, which okay. is when they're asking uh, Goodspeed, Michael Bean's asking Goodspeed, goes, uh, "Have you been in combat?" And Stanley's like, "Define combat, sir." And Michael Bean's character says, "Shep." And I I can't do it as good as the actor, obviously, but I wrote I wrote it down. And the character says, an incursion underwater to retake an impregnable force held by an elite uh, team of uh, Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets uh, manned with, armed with UX poison gas. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, uh, and then Stanley says, oh, in that case, no. And then it hard cuts to him puking. That's amazing. Yeah. Just the, with the pacing of it. Like, it's... It slowly zooms in on the actor's face while he's saying the line. Um, mm-hmm. It's so quick, but it's a long line. Because right before I watched this movie, I, uh, my my wife and I, we watched um, The Last Song. Have you ever seen The Last Song? Is that a Miley Cyrus movie? Yes, it's Miley Cyrus. No, Liam, it's it. Nicholas Sparks' book. It's Liam's, Liam Hemsworth. It's Miley Cyrus. And it's about it's a shitty movie, but it's about she's like a ran- a horse rancher or something, right? No, 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 no. She's about it's about a girl who goes to live with her dad 
um, for the summer and meets Liam Hemsworth. He's the, the cool rich boy of town. But she's like, mm-hmm. supposed to be like this edgy girl. She got in trouble earlier in the year for like stealing or something. She's supposed to be like this mm-hmm. edgy girl. Their dad dies of cancer because that's every Nicholas Sparks movie of all time. But yeah. there's a point where she's like talking to him and she has this like extended dialogue moment of like, oh, is this when you're like the, the good boy in town and you want to come flirt with me? And I'm the I'm the outcast, blah, blah. And she's just like this out, it's just this long line. Mm-hmm. I supposed to, I, I guess is trying to explain quirkiness. I don't know for sure. But mm-hmm. it, the acting was such garbage. It was literally I was telling my wife, it's like it was like slow plops a dookie out of a butthole was this quality of Miley Cyrus's quality of acting in this movie. I I don't see a lot of her stuff, but in this movie alone, this this in the way that she portrayed this line, not that I could do better. The way that she said this line was so literally just a fart in the wind. It was so bad. Yeah. And so I cuts to I cut to watching The Rock and this actor, this guy, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. This guy's yeah. one line in the movie, really, besides dying later, is to say this long line, and he like, n- now I'm sure he probably took thirty takes, but he fucking nails it. Yeah, he fucking nails it, dude. No, it's it's super solid, and uh, all the stuff with them, uh, like going through Alcatraz in the beginning too, like with Connery, like taking him through all the tunnels in the past mm-hmm. and shit like that, and he does this little moment where he's like. He has to roll underneath, like, some, like, furnace shit. Yeah. And he's like, or what is it? Yeah, because he takes him into, like, a locked room. And they're like, great, you fucking sent us to a room with no fucking way out. And he's like, I can unlock it. He's like, how the fuck you plan on doing that? And he's like, I'm going to roll under this. And everybody's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I memorized the timing. I'm like, okay, sure. I also love that, like, we get an hour of buildup to the actual, um attempt on the rock just for it to end in an ambush like it's oh, yeah, so fucking funny and i love well, that in general it was like well first of all i didn't understand that either because they did the motion sensor thing and then you had the guy from scrubs in the setup to them like fortifying alcatraz he's like i brought this puppy with me so he said something some line of like They'll go bye-bye or they something. They are, like, focused on one thing, and then the thing will bite him in the ass. So I thought it was, like, some sort of, like, thermite explosion yeah. or something like that. I was thought It's like, no, it's just like a, th- it's like a motion detector, but instead of a laser, it just wiggles. Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was going to, like, blow up or something. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, a booby trap, not like a, oh, it's another motion detector. It's just an alert, yeah. 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 But that's, that's a great sequence, though, because you wait an hour of the movie just to get there, and then finally we get there, and they all get... They, it becomes this really great standoff. The next, like, five to ten minutes, they all get fucking mercilessly murdered, yeah. killed. But I, I love that scene, though, where the general's like, all right, Michael Bean, drop, tell you guys to drop their guns. I don't want to yeah. hurt anybody. And then he's Michael Bean's character's like, I cannot keep that order! It's like that. <laughs> and then like, just, the, the, the sequence just rises in intensity until yeah. like, it's like a slow sequence. They're just sitting there talking casually. Then it gets a little bit more amped up. And then a little bit more amped up, and then the my, uh, Ed Harris is like, "What's wrong with you, man?" And it cuts to like, "I cannot give that," or then just cuts to fucking hard cut to this fucking yeah, all hell, all hell fucking Rambo two. Just ah. it was like it was the weirdest thing about it too. Where it was like, well, obviously the guys who were cornered were fucking on edge, but like it's interesting to get in that scene where it's like the whole time you've had Ed Harris kind of like commenting about how like fucking cool, calm, and collected everybody is. 
And then the t- first time these guys are like faced with adversity from like yeah. an invading group, they're all like fucking jumpy as shit and like clearly like just want to kill somebody. I think there's even a line I heard at one point where it was like, as they're like facing down with the Marines, like in the shower room or whatever, some guy is like, let's just waste these fuckers. And I was like, these are like other like military so like yeah. clearly you are just like not the good guys anymore. Yeah. Despite well, Ed Harris's best like intentions, like you guys are just not the good guys. Well, the, I, I think in action movie lore and and context clues, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie when Ed Harris's character, the general, is being like, "I've I worked with Major So and So. We've had since '68. Blah blah. Okay, we you guys are buddies. We got you. We got you. We got you. So Captain So and So, Captain So, we this is my first operation with you. Oh, you guys are de- definitely going to be crazy psychos. Definitely well, that, that's the, well and that's the other thing too which is like the one guy the white guy and maybe he's not white but he looks white he looks like a fucking weasel yes and then the other guy is fucking candy man and i was like yeah. okay so these are just both like bad guys like these are not good people for some reason <laughs> they're gonna go crazy for some reason i could be wrong is candy man also not an anaconda who's the who's the guy in anaconda there was ice cube in anaconda wasn't no it? the bad guy is it, there's no black, well, the, bad, there's the no bad guy ba- in Anaconda was John Voight. Is just John Voight the whole time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just John Voight. For some reason, I kept thinking that the other guy, the guy from Candyman's also in there. I can't, I couldn't remember. I don't think he was. Okay. Was he a bad, was he a bad guy in another movie besides Candyman? I think I'm he's sure in, he has, I know he's right? in Final Destination and he's in. <laughs> yeah, he is in that movie, isn't he? He's like the personification of like death or some shit in Final Destination. Hold on. The fuck was his name? Uh, no, I don't fuck with Candyman, obviously. Candyman. Let me just look up Candyman. I feel like I've seen him in other shit. Yeah, Tony Todd. Uh, oh, great name. Candyman, Final Destination. Oh well, maybe he wasn't in a lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. He's in Night of the Living Dead. The Rock. Yeah, all his top movies are <laughs> Candyman movies, Final Destination, and then The Rock. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, he's good in this. He's good in The Rock. Yeah, he's really good. He plays that character really well. He plays unhinged military guy really well. I um see, but once once that shower the shower sequence happens, it becomes almost like a different genre of movie. It becomes like a obviously still actually, but becomes like a different subgenre. Like if the first hour. The first 40 minutes of the movie is like, okay, we're just going to do a spy – it's almost like a spy movie kind of. Yeah. And then it becomes a, okay, now we're going to do a military movie, military action yep. movie. We're going to have a whole unit. Okay, they're all dead. Now it becomes a – like a, back to being an espionage slash like thief movie yep. with Mason at the at the helm. And, so, and, and that's just nitpicky stuff, which is not – it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying like they, they're going through really cool elements of action. Yeah. Um, I'm super impressed with the, the fact that the movie is so long for because what really catches me my attention was like the movie was like two hours. Yeah, it's over two hours long, which is I didn't realize for some reason in my head I thought this was like a ninety minute movie. You would think 1996 action flick Michael Bay. Yeah. You would think the best thing to be would be ninety minutes. Um, but it's Another not. Thing it's about it. Is bad. Also, like two hours long. Is it? I, I I'm not as familiar with Bad Boys. I mean, look, Bad Boys one. Uh, they're not super. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Just search 
Google running. Oh through. yeah, it's like two hours long. Bad See, Boys. Uh... I've only seen those movies one time each. Two times. Bad Boys Two is two and a half hours long. Jeez. So, but I also never watch those movies again. So, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm hard. I'm hard nosed on my. When I when I when I say something, I say something. And guess what? Never. No more Will Smith. No more Will Smith. Like Even though he apologized, don't give a fuck, dude. Dude, what a fucking shit ass! I I saw that and I was like, it's almost worse that he did the apology video because it's been so fucking long. Like it's been like yeah. five months. It's like at this point, you should have just not said anything. About I didn't it. even watch the video. I th- I watched like five seconds of it because I watched the video that uh, Critical put out about it. I watched like the first <laughs> little bit of that. Because Critical watched it, and he was like, what a piss-poor apology. Yeah, I didn't even watch it, He's like, it, the but... fucking, like, had the YouTuber shit, like, down to a T. Yeah. Like, it started off the exact same way that, like, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, like, started off all their fucking apologies, where he's like, okay, guys, so, you know what I did. And it's like, yeah, but I want to hear you say it, you fucktard. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, the, that, that just means that, look, man, and there's movies I love of his. Yeah. Wild Wild West, people give, give that movie shit. I love that movie. Dude, I fucking love Wild Wild West. You know, Independence Man, Day. Men in Black. Men, Men in Black. Black. Fucking good movie. Good movies. And now I can never watch them again. Yeah. Now, this is this is funny because people will be like, well, hold on. How, how can you watch Seven? Because here's the thing. Seven's a fantastic movie. It would be dumb not to give that also, movie. Also, in that movie... I guess if you wanted to be like devil's advocate about it, like Kevin Spacey's like a fucking serial killer. So it's not yeah. like you're rooting for him on like every single Will Smith movie where he's the right. fucking hero. True. But also like seven, Just to, like, give a seven little bit of, like, is also a different category of movie in terms of quality. Yeah. That's dumb to, to not give yourself every David Fincher movie. I'd be, you'd be stupid. Yeah. Nothing in Will Smith's catalog you could you can live your whole life and never see a Will Smith movie and you'd be fucking fine. Ali, you're still fine. Seven yeah. pounds, you're still fine. Pursuit of happiness, you're still fine. Hitch, you're okay. Oh, hold on, hold, hold wait, hold the fuck on though. Hitches. You can you can insert any other movie of that genre and the Hitch is a pretty good fucking. Good All right, movie. insert Matthew a Matthew McConaughey movie, you're fine. Okay, yeah, I will. Okay, but but fine. but seven. Seven though. If you watch Prisoners, you're gonna be like, "Oh, what should I watch next?" You're gonna Google it and then be like, "You're gonna watch Seven. You know what? If you watch The Batman, you're gonna be like, "What should I watch next?" Yes. You should watch Seven. Exactly. Exactly. Like if you Google The Rock and say, "What should I watch next?" You're gonna get Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or, you're gonna get Face Off. Yeah, Face Off. Um, or you know, Transformers or something. Or Transformers. I I, I really really what. The most thing that impressed me about The Rock when I when the movie when the credits roll, yeah, is that the movie is so well maintained or like well made, well maintained. It, it's it's for two hours and fifteen minutes or however long it is. It's it's not it doesn't feel like it doesn't a slog. feel like a drags. Yeah, and that to me is what Marvel needs to really like. Yeah, look yeah. at. I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed because even with like Endgame, there's definitely points where it like. Just feels like stuff like drags on a little bit too long, and it's like at that point it's like I would rather the movie be like two and a half and like fucking like tight as fuck yeah. and give me like an over three hour long movie. And at a point I'm like, can we like 
get on with yeah, it? Yeah, can we tighten this up? Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. shorter, but you got to be able to make these scenes cut faster or be more interesting. Yeah. And The Rock does those things very well to make it two hours and 15 minutes or whatever. Feel yeah. like it's 90. Even... I will say, I think of all, I think that's the thing I've seen consistently with all the Michael Bay movies that I've watched. And I don't know how much he has a hand in the editing process, but I feel like the editing for his movies is really solid, where I always feel like for the majority of the time, I don't ever feel like I'm watching a Michael Bay movie, at least from my memory, and I'm like, this is like fucking dragging on and on. Like, I think he keeps... I like... I think from what I understand of his movies and like what I've watched of his movies, granted, I haven't seen every one of his movies, but I think he has a good temperature gauge for like where the energy needs to be at for your movie and how to keep stuff like progressing mm-hmm. forward without feeling like you're just speeding by stuff. Cause that's right. the other thing too. Cause then you could look at it and it's like, just cause, cause just being like fast is not necessarily cause like the rise of Skywalker was fast. And that movie is fucking train wreck. Right. So. And also, this movie doesn't have the hallmark slow-mo just yet. That was the weirdest part about this, is that, yeah, there's not really slow-mo outside the platoon. And then he has his one, like, that was the other thing, is he did he does his hero shots where he, like, spins around the guy. And the only time he does that in this movie is after Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery horrifically destroyed the streets of... San Francisco yeah. in like a fucking 10 minute car chase. Yeah, yeah. But even that sequence is great for character building because you see that Mason's willing to go through all that just so he can conveniently be near his, find yeah. his daughter conveniently. Just so he can call his buddy and be like, hey, I need you to figure out what, what the fuck I need to do. Yeah. Um, everything about the movies, well, it's so good though, man. Like the characters are good. Um, and I think there's. It, this is a blockbuster movie that mm-hmm. really, to me, represents what blockbusters were, are, are used to be. Yeah. Um, there's been, I'm sure there's more, obviously, from the 2000s that kind of do this too, but uh, I think Tom Cruise movies are a good example as well. Tom Cruise is still doing, is still a, a perfect example of the actual, like, the 80s blockbuster that still mm-hmm. exists. That I think, to me, is the perfect formula for a blockbuster um, yeah, I mean, Top Gun 2 was a solid blockbuster movie. So. Yeah, see, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't, I don't well, know. It's good, but, man. but Mission Impossible, every Mission Impossible is always yeah. up to that level of quality. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the, the, the blockbuster talent... We'll see with this newest Mission Impossible. I'm more skeptical of this newest one, even though I fucking love Mission Impossible, Cole. I don't even know what that fuck I just said. Even though I love Mission Impossible... Because they're splitting it up. Like, they yeah. put the part one. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to do part one with a fucking Mission Impossible movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we didn't complete the mission. And it's like, uh, yeah. bitch, that usually has a time limit. I'm, they'll, they'll figure it out. But, yeah. But, you know, with with, with those movies and, and with The Rock as being a kind of an example of it, but... Mm-hmm. It, it's you could really go back, and I haven't seen the Gray Man yet. Um, but you almost you can I haven't like, either. I've heard that movie. The scuttlebutt I'd seen online is that it fucking sucks, though. Well, it's like you can just you can like just turn on a '90s blockbuster flick and be like, okay, let's just steal the tempo. Yeah. For modern blockbusters, because I get that the only game in town is the Marvel movie, and I understand that, but like, yeah, a lot of these Marvel flicks don't have a third of, of the effectiveness of of the no. rock 
um, and anything. The most effective one was probably Infinity War. As far as like pacing and like keeping stuff tight and like keeping the energy constantly going. With, I, think, like, I think Infinity War has scenes I can cut out. Like Vormir to me is just slow, boring scene. And I know that's supposed to be, but it's like really fucking boring. When it hits that part, I'm like, go, oh, we got to slog through. Like Winter Soldier to me is a yeah. perfect example of, of we're going to steal an action tempo, a blockbuster tempo, just keep going. Yeah. Um, but you just in general, when since there's no other competition in the blockbuster realm to like set these standards anymore, yeah, there's you, not. You really. can just do what you want, and the ones that try to compete that aren't like a Marvel movie usually end up failing. Yeah. Outside of like Top Gun, which like made a fucking shitload of money, but um, well, we'll find out with Shazam and you know Mission Impossible and. I mean, the Batman, I guess, made a decent amount of money, but that's also like not it's a not traditional. Even, it's, it's not even not the same. Movie. Yeah, that's a, it's literally a crime it's a superhero movie. Superhero movie, so like, I guess it, you can kind of throw it under, but it's more of like, yeah, like a suspense, like a thriller than it is like a blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really, really enjoy The Rock, and it's a movie that I, I think is so well made that just for, just for the the fascination of. You know, basic storytelling. It's it's worth a watch, and it's all. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it's the fun, and that's that's also a big thing. Like it's, like it's just a fun movie. Yeah. If it was if it was well made, but then shit, then yeah, it was not worth watching. But the fact that it's still just a fun movie with Nicolas Cage, just really, he's not too crazy, but he's a little bit crazy. You you definitely get the peaks of like, oh, he's getting a little bit like up there. But it's not quite at like face-off levels yet. No, no, he's he's not full Nick Cage. He's still kind of like, yeah, he's just like you know a little bit here and there of of, yeah. of it. A couple lines in the movie, he's there, but he's not there completely, and that's and yeah. that's good. That's good to me because that shows that he has some restraint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Zach, is there anything else you want to mention about The Rock, dude, before we wrap up the pod? Uh... No, not too much else. You know, it's just a solid movie. I'm glad, you know, that we were able to dig into this and uh, dig a little bit further, man. I'm always happy to, like, revisit stuff that I didn't watch too much when I was younger, so. Absolutely, man, for for sure. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week as we, uh, I guess, technically wrap up the summer of um, yeah Spielberg or whatever you want to call wanna- it wrap up the summer of spielberg or do we want to do that i mean i guess we could just wrap up the summer and then do the wrap up episode after that or maybe yeah, just that's that's fine hold off on the wrap up for a month i don't know no, we, we can figure that out but i figured we'd do uh one more big yeah blockbuster we can figure it out though but uh yeah hey guys see you back next week with more chicken machines see you guys all right hags <laughs>